Fanny Pack Wrestling is a proud member of Diamond Club and the Freaking Awesome Network. Check out more great content at diamondclub.tv and freakingawesomenetwork.com. Nachos amigos and welcome to the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast, the final episode. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, from the beginning now to the end, we have none other than David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, DJM? Petey Rave, old buddy, old pal. Hello and congratulations the good ship fanny pack is off and riding into the sunset and we are taking our final voyage so let's just start this hoot nanny and close this podcast with a bang yeah uh we're here to talk about wrestling for one last time we have with us some guests we have with us the two that started with us, the two that we brought on for the very first episode, here with us for the very last episode. Uh, first off, we have my co-host on Record Breakers, one of my co-hosts, the other, the, one of the quorum, uh, the one, the only, representing Ohio against the world, Drew Snyder, Drewcifer. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing fantastic on this Saturday evening. Might not be able to say the same 24 hours from now. But I'm saying it right now. Yes. I'm feeling great. Yes. Uh, David, who else do we got on the show? Uh, joining us on this episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast is the co-host of Juku, the K-pop and East Asian pop culture podcast with old PD Rave himself over at the Rebelli Podcast Network. And also a gentleman you can see with the Drunk Kids Gaming crew over at twitch.tv slash Drunk Kids Gaming and all of the DKG whelp stuff. King Kaz, Mr. Brandon Cooper. Kaz? Did you say shit when you meant ship? <laughs> no. No. Pretty, pretty sure you did. No. God, I swear roll, to God. Roll it back. Roll it back. I, I will. I roll will start, back. I will start it's driving right. down there as soon as we are done recording. He'll make his way down to Baltimore and smack you upside the head. What is this? Is like this a, a Booker T situation? I'm about to get real ninja-ish. <laughs> I'm trying to close this podcast on a positive note, but I'm about to get real ninja-ish. <laughs> Slit your throat. Get thirty-six chambers up in here. <laughs> Not Asian don't, slang terms, are it? Don't don't make me tap into my Detroit roots, Kaz. Don't make me do don't, that. Don't worry. Somewhere down in here, I do have a Karate Kid reference later. <laughs> All right. Leg, if you don't behave yourself. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, so. For our final episode, uh, 
keeping with the idea of bookends, we're going to talk about the promotion that we consider kind of... There are two that we consider are the bookends to our wrestling fandom, both uh, mine and uh, DJM's, in, in a, a very much in uh, quite a few senses. Uh, we started with Chikara, our very first episode, and now we're going to start... We're going to end with PWG, right, Dave? Yes, we are. Pro Wrestling Gorilla, the wrestling promotion based out of Reseda, California, suburb of Los Angeles. And we're going to talk about the show Bowie, named, of course, after the legendary Bowie Knife. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was the in 47, but yeah. Uh, well, not quite. Uh Let's talk about because this is actually the funny thing. They, Kaz, Kaz and or Drew have been on the show uh, multiple times uh, in various combinations, uh, either together or by themselves. But they have neither one of them have been on for a PWG episode. Uh, so I'm interested to see what their expectations. I'll start with you, Drew. Drew, what were your expectations uh, when you started up uh, PWG? Well, this is a name that thanks to uh, knowing uh, both of you two that I have heard uh, many times before. So I had pretty high expectations. When I hear the name of indie wrestling promotions many times, say your pro wrestling gorillas, your Chikaras, stuff like that, you you tend to assume that the reason you hear them a lot is because they're going to be good to watch. They're going to know what they're doing and they know how they know how to shoot a match and they know how to put together a good match with good talent that can play off of each other. And so I was assuming that that's about what I was going to get. Uh, Kaz, what were your expectations when we started booting uh, up PWG? I, I would say they were, they were somewhere about the same as Drew's. Uh, it was one of those things where you guys being part of my inner circle uh i've heard pwg before and i've heard kind of hit or miss mostly praise um from them that you know oh you know that one was really good this one was really good but every so often there's one that you guys were like man that was not pwg quality um from that last one so it was kind of like all right i've I've heard that they they do rather well they're they're pretty good showmans and things like that so I was expecting that and, and probably some weird chance because the indie crowd always had really weird chance. Yes. Also, Petey, uh, if you saw or if you heard, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, along with a few other indie companies, was mentioned on Monday Night Raw recently by none other than John Cena himself. Ooh. He's still a thing. Yeah. Oh, he's still God, a thing. yes. He's, he's at that dude already. God oh, damn. God that man no. just made like a bajillion fans in China if he didn't dude, have them already. He's speaking oh, yeah. Mandarin now. He's he's breaking out to China and he's legit Shit. speaking Mandarin. You know what? He's, that, le- he's legit speaking Mandarin, Cass. You know what? He spoke thing? Mandarin for like, what, a two minute promo? It was like a two minute like, speech in uh, China. Professional uh, a press conference. It's not the first time he's done it. That's actually the funny thing is that I've seen it before he, where during an event in China, he cut a promo uh, with jokes in Mandarin. In Mandarin. Like because he's John Cena. The fans I'm gonna, got. I'm going to get my people on this. I'm going to have them fact check his fucking Mandarin, see if it's actually good. Apparently, it's really good. Apparently, allegedly, uh, the WWE offers free free language courses of whatever you want. 
And of course, John Cena is going to take this because he's a robot. <laughs> in my head, in my head, pop just now is like fucking John Cena, Triple H. I know he's not still there, and like fucking Jeff Hardy just sitting in a class trying to learn Chinese. Like <laughs> that ain't fried rice. I don't know what the fuck that is, man. Jesus. See, Christ. for some reason, for some, for some reason, my my mind went to other wrestlers learning, but for some reason, I connected Mick Foley in German, and I have no idea why. <laughs> Uh, he lost his ear in Germany. That is where he lost his ear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's, that's weird if that's how my brain works. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day. Do you where... just want to do this? Yeah. Do you just want to do this? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the last after we're show. Done, after, after doing, it's the last show. We'll talk about, we'll talk about the matches. I didn't want to throw you. You invited me and Kaz on your final show. If you didn't expect to get derailed, yeah. you're There's wrong, like, not me. This, like, this was this was your idea, PD. This yes, was yes. your idea. Uh, a lot, I, I a lot of these to... things were your idea, PD. <laughs> a lot of the weird, random ass indie shows that nobody liked were your idea. Hey, we just wanted to expand our horizons, practice what we preach. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to the day when Xavier Woods uh, learns Korean. Uh, him being the K-pop fan that he is, uh, it's going to be a good day. Uh, and he comes out you shiny. Would... <laughs> you would think I know that that language. I don't. Lazy bastard. I'm working on it. I, I got like I got three months to learn. Actually, less than three months. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was so good at Korean when I came back from Korea. And then after that, all right, I, I'll be hitting up memorize afterwards. Let's get. Ago. We don't give a shit about anybody else. Just yeah. fuck em. All right, let's get started with the first match, the all opening right. contest. We have the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor. Taking on the party peacock, Dalton Castle, uh, company to the ring by his boys. So it's PWG, so we didn't get to see the entrances. But uh, I presume you got those boys. weird video game like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this is this Tekken two? <laughs> <laughs> like, it cuts down on going time on? and uh, lets yeah. them not have to worry about copyrights and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's just get to the match. And it's a shame because we didn't because wrestling fans know Dalton Castle's entrance is truly special. Yes. I will uh, have to YouTube that later because I miss YouTube it. Yes. yes. Dalton Castle is a sight to see. Yeah. That's the, the, that's one thing I missed about this whole promotion was no ring entrances. It was all like straight to the, the like Kaz said, the the fighting video game. Royalty free, royalty free. PWG likes to keep it royalty free. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame them. That shit would get expensive as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deej, well, how about some context for this contest? This is basically an indie dream match. You have the Kentucky gentleman, uh, Chuck Taylor, one of the most entertaining guys on the scene. Somebody please sign him and give him some money already. Uh, versus Dalton Castle. Uh, arguably, you could probably make a case for the most popular wrestler in Ring of Honor right now. And of course, accompanied by his boys. Because Dalton Castle, you never see him without his boys. And everybody wants to be one of Dalton Castle's boys. Right, that oh, yeah. sounds weird. Yeah. It's exactly it's what you think it is. And it's, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Uh, Drew, he, he is the party peacock. Yes, Drew. What did you think of of the opening contest? 
Um, I thought it was a cool <laughs> way to start with two people who are obviously so well loved within the crowd. So it was something that like everyone was just hyped on and they could sort of goof off with and stuff like that. Um, which they very much did, which I am always appreciative of. Um, some hilarity in my wrestling. Uh, I will say that the mm-hmm. I not knowing him, seeing Dalton Cashel's uh, stick so to speak uh, weird way to put that but it is what it is um exactly uh it was very funny to me but also there was a lot of out of ring stuff and what sort of hit me and I want to I want to make a mention of was as they started moving chairs like around the crowd as they were fighting outside of the ring, there was one guy that was single-handedly holding and I believe probably drinking from a giant pitcher of beer that was well, already half was. on. That's PWG, well, though. That's PWG. Yeah. It was, it was, his was already like down to a fourth <laughs> of the pitcher. PD, maybe we should go to Reseda one of these days. Yes, the man has a problem. We'll, we'll have to have whoever we'll have that was. Plan ahead. Slow it down. They, they sell those less. tickets quick, but <laughs> we'll have to also, plan ahead. Also, can I give it to the crowd? They are a well-trained fucking crowd, man. As soon as they see somebody's about to come out, they're like, oh, excuse me, get your chair. Get your fucking chair. Move. All right. This is go. a PWG show. <laughs> Everybody knows going in. This is like the smartest of the smart fans. Yeah, let's just get the fuck <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> if you're going to a PWG like, oh, show, you know what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. They're about to wrestle here. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There was only there was only like one time that they went into the crowd and people didn't move their chairs and everybody else around those people were like, "The fuck! <laughs> like, did you not get the memo? You move your fucking chair, bro!" <laughs> like, and are, are the moments where everybody held their chair in front of them, like so they yes. didn't lose it. Like they're so well. Tra- I was like that. That was the biggest thing for me in that the whole fucking promotion. I was like, this crowd is so fucking. Well, it's PWG. It's yeah. PWG. This is pro wrestling gorilla. This is the the cream of the crop. Can't be somebody got slapped. That's what it, it took. One good sh- like. Did you not move your motherfucker? What did I tell you when you came in? Stop the show. Stop the show. What did I tell you? Move your motherfucking chair when they come out, didn't I? And the dude was like, I, "Oh my bad, I didn't know. I just moved out the way." And he was like, "No, you move. You when you move, your chair fucking moves." <laughs> This happens. So somebody had a to. Lot. Somebody had to Pete Rose a motherfucker to like make that. <laughs> this not happens happen a lot at indie shows, by the way, everybody. For for the people that are there at their first indie wrestling show and they don't move, this happens way too often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaz, what did you think of the contest itself? So the opening match, it, it was fun. It was a really good match overall. It started out really slow to me. Like, it kind of started out slow, but I could understand the kind of build up for the crowd and all that stuff and kind of everybody doing their bits for the first little little while. But it was still a little slow. I kind of wanted action to happen a little quicker. Uh, but then when we finally get into action happening, I've really enjoyed these two. I've, I've seen Chuck before in other promotions that I think you guys have shown me. I haven't I don't think I've seen Dalton before, but it was it was pretty fun. The only other thing about Dalton was it was that kind of moment where you're like, man, I've seen you know, this stick is fun, but I've seen Shinsuke Nakamura do it and do it way better. <laughs> 
played. Oh, oh, right before he got signed by WWE, the match was booked between Dalton Castle and Shinsuke in Ring of Honor. The match was booked. It was going to happen. It we and yeah. like wrestling fans everywhere were like, "Oh my god, this match is going to be amazing. It's going to happen. This is like the dream match." And then Shinsuke was like, oh, well, Triple H just threw me like a mountain of money. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't blame the man, but it does no, suck. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Take the money, man. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, but the, the fun opening contest. You got to love Chuck Taylor. Uh, he's fantastic. And I'm loving what what like Dalton Castle is all about. So many fun moments in that match. Uh, I am a Dalton Castle boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of it. Uh, and uh, it, it was. It, it felt good to get back to dive back into PWG again. Uh, it is Except always for this next match, Petey. <laughs> uh, yeah. It transitions the second match. The the second match uh, we have Trent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking on Chris Hero. Yeah, uh, this, this, is a Hero? DJ, this is a DJM special if there ever was one. <laughs> not a fan of Trent? No. No, uh, I am not. Ah, okay. Because I, 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 I figured the, the, I knew the sentiments towards Chris Hero, but I didn't know about Trent. Uh, the former Trent Beretta. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can get. Could, what, what context could you give this contest? Uh, they're friends, and but they're not best friends like Trent was with Chuck Taylor before he ditched him to go to Japan. Yeah, Trent, we ain't forgot that shit. Um, hmm, and Chris Hero, well, he's he's doing pretty well for himself on the indies still. You know, he's he, he's fine. You know, he's he's, he's still th- he's still throwing elbows and slapping his leg a whole bunch and gaining so, weight. Yeah. Well, he's, he's rounding out at least. Like he, he used to kind of just be like he, he, was he is where he's gonna be. Yeah, he's, he's rounding he's out. Be. I think he's starting to round out into like, into like almost like he's gonna become like a, a white Willie Mac, like, like you know where he's gonna be doing yeah. that thing. I can uh, see that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna just say right now, this was basically a WWE house show match. Like <laughs> they spent. A majority of the match, like doing house show shit. That's what this was. <laughs> and there was plenty of leg slapping, uh, lots of leg slapping. And uh, yeah. And w- when it got to the, the finish, w- when they went into the finish to the go home stage, pile drivers, false finishes, it was, it was very. Very pay-per-view main event. That's what I'll say. And uh, yeah, I know both of these guys spent time in New York, as they say. Uh, Chris Hero in developmental. Trent Beretta basically being a dude on the main roster for a minute. Because that's pretty much what he is. He's just a dude. He's just a guy. So yeah, this was <laughs> this was a house show match. And yeah, if you liked it, okay. But well, it was... <laughs> Okay. It was fun. It was it was fun, but it definitely had that that sense that it was going on for way too long, right? You're just like you you hit that moment where you're like, oh man, this this is a great ride. This is a all right. That was fun. Oh, oh no, wait, we're still, 
We're going Would you say around? there were one we're or two around? pile drivers too many, Petey? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. 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 I'll, I'll tend to agree with that sentiment. Um, it just felt like there was, there was a good match in there. It just lasted maybe <laughs> like five minutes too long. <laughs> if they would have condensed the good parts of the match, uh, they would have had something a little, a little more exciting. Now, um, Petey, as it was, me, it was for me, Petey. It was the opening few minutes of the match where it was just like, okay, we get it. You guys spent time in NXT. You know how to work a crowd. Okay, come on, let's let's get to it. Come on, you're you're working the crowd. You're getting them to chant. You're doing all that worker stuff. Come on, let, let's let's go. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was for me. Yeah. Uh, they were, yeah, I can see that. They were slowing it down, kid, and I, I don't, I don't have the attention span for that. And m- me watching wrestling for as long as I have, and watching indie wrestling for as long as I have, I, I see the code in the Matrix, in the wrestling <laughs> Matrix. I see the code, and then I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. Come on, I, I get it. Like, this is what you learned in developmental. This is what you learned on the main roster. Dusty Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, slow it down. Psychology, all of that. I get it. Okay, come on. Let's, yeah, come on. Let's get on with it. Uh, as, as you were going, as you were saying, Drew, uh, you had any further thoughts? Oh, it was, it was just that thing of, like, there were, like I said, there were parts of the match that were exciting, but, <coughs> like, DJMs, they slowed it down a bit too much. They were... There was too much open air to a lot of the match. So it just started to lose your attention at points. The thing that, like, still confused me. Hero, where is Hero from? Uh, <laughs> the Northeast somewhere. Yes. No, no, he's not. No, he's Petey. from LA. No, he's not. He's from... Please, by all means, Petey, tell Drew where Chris Hero is from. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure I, I know he yells from. Oh yeah, he's from uh, Dayton, Ohio. He's from Dayton. What <laughs> is he wearing a Denver Nuggets shirt for? I I don't know either. What is he wearing a Denver Nuggets shirt for? <laughs> ah. A Denver Nuggets jersey. uniform. <laughs> he, he, he went all, he went old school throwback Denver Nuggets th- everywhere. The Denver Nuggets colors on the like shorts and on the like. Sh- why? Why the Nuggets? Why the fuck do you give a shit about the Nuggets? Like, it's not even like hey. you're from Ohio and like you like a big market team. Like, this isn't Knicks colors. This isn't Lakers colors. No, it's like the Nuggets. I'm like, what? It's, it's like when people like, oh, I'm not going to support the Browns or the Bengals or the Steelers. I'm going to support the Bills. Why? <laughs> you're from Ohio. If you want to support a shitty team, support a shitty hometown team. Like, Fuck, man. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't know. It blew my mind. I was like, why is he wearing Nuggets colors? Like, the entire yeah. time, I'm thinking to myself, like, why is he wearing Nuggets colors? Like, did no, he just no. say as soon as, like, as, soon as I heard that, right, like, shirt. he came it out. Mund- it was a Mutombo He stood out there, and then they were, like, hailing from Dayton, Ohio. I was like, Drew was like, the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> 
I just like, felt it. I felt it. <laughs> yes, you like, have that I, link. I, I was like, that was a good moment like, for me. Was it as good for you, Kaz, as it was for me? It, it was pretty good. I re- I rewinded the the promo just so I could feel it again. Just so I could feel Drew go. The fuck? Yeah. The fuck? Oh, yeah. let me talk somebody. This motherfucker is wearing a Denver Nuggets jersey, and it was like, yeah. Who is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, PD. I was waiting for that just to say he's from Dayton. <laughs> like, I I would have been mad at a Bulls jersey. I would have been mad at a Heat jersey. I would have been mad at a Knicks jersey. I would have been mad at a Lakers jersey. But I would have got it, right? Like, I would have understood. Like, it's a big market team. It's the Nuggets. Like, when if... Hey, like, hey. at least was... it wasn't the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Or the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> Nothing worse. Uh, at least it, it was a it was a Supersonic. jersey. Why wasn't it a Supersonics jersey? Because <laughs> the Lakers funny. beat the Supersonics. Well, that's just on a good day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Detlef Schrempf. It was Detlef a dream. Schrempf all day. It was. It was it, uh, remember, yeah, at, no, I at guess the end it was just a dream. Remember. Uh, that, spoilers. that was the highlight of that match. <laughs> yeah, that was the highlight of the match. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh god, Chris Hero. Uh, moving on to the next contest, we had uh, speaking of Ohio, uh, somebody who truly represents Ohio. We had uh, the member of Ohio is for killers, or at least off and on, uh, represent Columbus, I believe. Uh, the Callahan Death Machine, Sammy Callahan, taking on uh, the 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 your uh, boy, your boy, the Washington Warrior, the poet Jack warrior. Evans. From the heavens, and you know this man. <laughs> Which okay, oh, you gotta love the, the any, Friday. Reference. Anytime I get to see Jack Evans, it's a blessing. I've I've loved that dude for over, like almost thirteen, fourteen years now. God bless Jack Evans. Yes, and uh, and you know what? Back in the day, Jack Evans, as they said on commentary, was just the quiet dude that did the craziest flips. And now that everybody is doing all of the flips that Jack Evans innovated, he spent years in Mexico and learned how to cut a promo. And now he's even <laughs> more awesome than ever. <laughs> so, God bless Jack I Evans. Yeah, yeah. Fucking right. love that dude. That's yeah. my dude, Jack Evans. Also, uh, Drew, what, what, what did you think of this contest? Uh, One, like, I, like, very early I was like, wait a second. Is that Ohio on his chest? I, it was. Yes. Um, it's a one-track mind, everybody. That's really <laughs> the only thing that really goes on in his head. Ohio against the world, like I said. I mean, I know you Hell guys yeah. get tired of me with the whole Detroit versus everybody thing. Uh, Drew's kind of the same thing with Ohio. It's same thing. Uh, uh, when it goes back to Kaz, I'll see if I have the shirt in the room. Um, So... So that was cool. Um, but overall, the like DJM said, dude, like in so far through, there hasn't been like a promo and there wasn't really a promo after this match either. But like, dude, cut a ring promo <laughs> real hard at the beginning of this match. Um, but and I will I will I say this been keeping up with Lucha Underground, but Jack is the same. He will steal the mic from Melissa Santos and just. He'll go off. It's fantastic. Um, Jack is that dude. 
I mean, he I was will, he was that dude back in the day that you saw on YouTube doing the double moonsault off the cage. He was that dude, but now he's like doing that stuff and cutting great promos and talking about crazy experiences in Mexico on weed. On <laughs> <laughs> weed. That's love fair. Jack. Uh, um. I, I will say this though. Hang out with Jack Evans every day. It, it was very obvious that the sound guy wasn't at the board. <laughs> That's PWG generally. That's just how PWG yeah. is. Generally. Like that mic was hot as shit. And like I was like, I was like, wow, you wow. The turn the gain down on that. Just like, snitch, like, snitch. <laughs> but, but other than that, like. It pumped up the match really well, and it was it was cool to see a guy from Ohio wearing actual Ohio. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Petey. Yeah. Petey. Petey. Yeah. Petey. What's up? Drunken. Drunken master. Yes, drunken master. <laughs> Fucking love Jack Evans. He's so good. <laughs> the good the, he fi- yeah. grabs the beer. Chugs it a little I'll bit. I'll put it this way, everybody. I have been a fan of Jack Evans as long as I was a fan of Brian Danielson. Okay. Th- yeah. Yeah. Jack <laughs> Evans. Drunken Master was fantastic. Like, the, the whole, like, uh, it, it, it seemed a little weird in the setup, but then, like, once it kind of caught in, it was just beautiful. Yeah. And, Petey, there I just want to say one more thing about this. Like... The match so far was Jack really healing it up. And when he and Sammy Callahan both went to get the beers, uh, Jack did, and I tweeted about this, like a brilliant low-key heel spot in this match because fans are going to cheer when, when the wrestlers drink the beer. That's that's just what fans do because, hey, we're drinking a beer. A- and Jack did like this brilliant heel spot that was so low-key. He threw up the beer, and then the crowd started booing. Yeah. That is Whoa, like party so party. brilliantly low he the, heel. This he is brilliant. took a beer and did the slow chug, which already turned the crowd against him. Right? You 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 start doing the slow chug. You're like, oh oh, oh god, oh, hold on, and, and everybody's like, oh fuck, are you doing? Caliber <laughs> pointed it out on commentary. It's like Jack's not much of a drinker. He he prefers. He, he prefers to he, he prefers his herbals, as yeah. it were. He prefers the herbal life. And I, I will say, I will say, it got me right. I I kayfabed out because I was just like, the fuck's going on right now? These motherfuckers is they, is they just drinking? They day drinking? I mean, I'm a fan of day drinking, but what the fuck is going on right now? And then he started throwing up, and I'm like, then it then it washed back. Over. I was like, oh. See, oh, that's what I'm talking I about. I seen that movie. See? I seen See? that movie, motherfucker. Don't you try to slide that path. I seen Jackie Chan, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, you know, came back around and I was like... And the crowd, of course, they caught on right away. Because this is a PWG mm-hmm. crowd and PWG crowds know their shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so. Except for Joey Ryan. Because <laughs> Joey Ryan went through the whole uh, drunken master sequence on commentary with Excalibur and was like, man, this is like I'm watching a Jackie Chan movie where he would have a green screen. And Excalibur, of course, had to correct him and say, uh, actually, 
Uh, Jackie Chan is known for not doing green screens. He's <laughs> like awkward silence. You know that's that moment. Like they're just both watching the match, and he says that shit, and the other person is like awkward silence. <laughs> Are you serious right now? <laughs> he said he was sorry. Like, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I that's that's when you know Truly, that's that was a major fuck up on Joey Riot's part. Major. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah it was, drunk Kitty, drunken master. Drunken that was master. so good. <laughs> uh, with the sit down and the slaps and the and the countering and and all of those fun things. And Jack Evans is fantastic. Uh, he just is in general. I have no other word to describe Jack Evans. He is based. He he is. God bless Jack Evans. Base Jack Just, Evans. God bless. I, uh, I want him to wrestle forever. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and that was a fantastic match. And it transitioned over to the next match where we had uh, the self-proclaimed uh, big dog, Andrew Everett, taking on the one, the only, Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. Uh this is these are names and these are guys that are that are worth checking out anytime you see them. Uh Deej, give a little bit of context to this match. Adam Cole, former Ring of Honor world champion and starter of many almost riots in wrestling. Uh probably there hasn't been a, a riot starter of his caliber since CM Punk. Uh and Andrew Everett, high flyer coming back to PWG after knee surgeries and Excalibur did a great job on commentary explaining the story between these two that they hung out at the beach in Florida once all the way back in 2004 weird ass like that was I like, especially like so this because they were so meta this was Excalibur and Chuck Taylor on commentary and they Chuck were Taylor just that started it <laughs> like Chuck Taylor started it and was like, "Oh, I just made that up." It's like, "Oh no, I was gonna roll with it," and then they just went, <laughs> went, went right, off. right. I love when the commentary breaks the fourth wall. I'm glad that's happening at NXT now. That makes me happy. Yeah, and then they they just went on with that whole bit. Um, I liked. Uh, I liked. I think this was the match where Chuck Taylor uh, reacts to the old uh, cliche: "The that's the hardest part of the ring." Uh, by yes. saying, by saying so you know, we, we can put padding there. You know, we can. We have it. We can, like, pad it. I love like, it how, for a sequence in this match, PD, uh, Excalibur and Chuck Taylor basically turned into Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yes. he's, he's going slow outside of the ring. He's taking his time, Gorilla. He's, he's working with a methodical approach. Oh, um, that's... Again, the, the entire thing was very, very meta. And me being so beyond jaded with wrestling, meta humor is all that works for me at this point. You're like you're 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 going full Dan Harmon at this point. <laughs> Have to. Yeah. That uh, that part was pretty good. I, I did enjoy the commentary of that of just being like where you're you're talking not about the match, but around the match. <laughs> that you just you like I like Reggie Miller on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, man. We could put padding there. Easy. I could do it right now. You give me some duct tape. I'll go put some padding right there. Just I'll, I'll be right back. You know, like I won't show it. Because like then you have padding there. Like what you if can't stand on the side of the ring. And Excalibur said that. What if there's a tag team match? Nobody's gonna be able to stand there. He's like, I, I mean, don't like tag team wrestling. 
<laughs> we don't he need. Said he didn't like singles wrestling. No, no, yeah, he, it's like he doesn't like. That, that's wrestling. why Chuck Taylor hasn't gotten signed. That right there. <laughs> he doesn't like singles wrestling. He prefers tag. He, 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 he gets his breast. He doesn't like tag teams. <laughs> Chuck Taylor man can't make his, up his mind for man, all of his talent and all of his charisma. That right there is why he hasn't been signed. He's he's <laughs> he's the most hilarious curmudgeon. Like he's like he's just like those moments where he just feels like he's so over it, <laughs> like, uh, which is hilarious. Chucky T, in in the context of being over it, I can relate. Yeah. I really can. Uh Drew DJM feels you. Drew, well, what did you think of the of the contest? As I said before, I do like funny with my wrestling this the wrestling match itself from a technical wrestling standpoint was very very solid um the there was the one promo or the one uh promotion that you had us watch the one time that had the single shot oh yeah that, that, was, I, that was the raw footage from beyond wrestling they that, that was because it was the raw footage but yeah yeah right um but like i i said during that that it's hard to watch that because there is nothing that breaks kayfabe harder than when you only have one shot of a wrestling ring and you, the blows are happening yeah. in the angle that you see them not happening. The, the cuts on here uh, were very quick and very much let them go, which I thought was cool. Also, you very much like at the very beginning of the match, um, what castle i i noticed happened like this is when i noticed the crowd because <laughs> one wrestler went out and the entire crowd went oh we better stand just in case like we're gonna <laughs> just stand up and they rose as one um, <laughs> but but yes the commentary the commentary was very funny there were moments where like they could have been saying those things over any of any wrestling match um like I mentioned earlier when I cut in, it's it's the Reggie Miller or Charles Barkley syndrome of they're going to talk about basketball, but they're not talking about this specific basketball game. They're just talking about <laughs> basketball in general. Like, so the, I think like, the, the, I was playing. Reggie Miller, you're not playing no more. <laughs> I will, I will say watching, they do a good for job. People watching a P, for people watching a PWG show, that's totally fine because we're all in on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will say they do a good job in being humorous and being like that where they play some meta yeah. but while still selling the match they still oh, yeah. do a good job of selling the match and selling what's happening in the ring in a like in a meta way that still lets you feel like the momentum and the feel of the match and the personality of the match and still sells it really well and that that's what's beautiful about Excalibur really he's he's and, and Petey, once again can we just say how great a heel is Adam Cole? How yeah, good baby. Of a heel is he? <laughs> He's so ridiculously good. I, I love the moment where it, where they actually question it. It's like, what is his end goal? Does he actually <laughs> desire to have this man fillet him? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that whole thing too. And, and here's like, the thing, guys. Time here, to make you my Cass, bitch. Cass, like, here's the thing about Adam Cole. He does that with. Everybody in PWG all the time. He literally challenged someone to a suck my cock match. <laughs> this is Adam Cole. Like the, the guy that's 
flipping off the crowd just at random moments. The guy that's that actually called people out before they started a that was racist chant before he made a racist joke. <laughs> I would never make a comparison to somebody on the microphone to CM Punk except for Adam Cole. He is unreal at just getting a wrestling crowd pissed off at him. Even even a crowd like a PWG crowd. He's He's so good. Oh. No, I, I, but I loved the cell from the commentators of just like, does he want this man to fight? Is this what is? I don't understand what he wants. <laughs> and then, and then they because, like, and then when the crowd started doing... like chanting it, they were like, wait a second, the crowd doesn't want this either. <laughs> like this crowd will leave. Half the crowd will leave, and half the crowd will stay there incredibly aroused. Like that's what they said. And that that's what Adam Cole has been doing. That that's like that's who he is. That's his gimmick in PWG. Adam that's Cole, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and fantastic. it's so brilliant. Uh yeah, Mount Rushmore 2.0 just as a whole is just is just um, an amalgam of greatness and healness. Uh th- like Adam Cole, the Young Bucks and uh Roderick Strong as well. Like <laughs> that group is fantastic at that uh but yeah adam cole is fantastic and this match uh transitioned over to the next match another singles contest uh we had uh th- th- we had from north carolina uh trevor lee and from the Versus uk the chosen one the chosen one the, zach saber jr the boy who would be king the the future god of wrestling zach saber jr uh, a very much a contrast in uh, cleanliness. Did, did you hear? Did you hear that best in the world chant, Petey? Yeah, uh, yeah. Who, who's the guy that I always compare Zack Saber Junior to? Yes, uh, another some, guy that got those best in the world chants back in the day. Uh, I think it was the other guy from Washington. You like is the, from the state yeah the, of the other guy from Washington that I'm a really big fan of. Yeah. I guess it's me and wrestlers from the state of Washington. From yeah, he, he is. Zack Sabre Jr. is the chosen one. He is the yeah. chosen one. He, he will lead wrestling fans to the promised land. Yes. He, he, will, he will pick up the mantle where Daniel Bryan left off, and he will, he will guide wrestling fans the world over to the promised land. Uh, yeah, we talked about this before. He's uh, a fantastic torture artist. Uh, does it well. Uh, I'll start with he does things that are just wrong. The way he pulls hands, legs, and arms, and fingers, it's just wrong. Yeah. It's, it's uh, beautiful, but it's wrong. It's, yes. It's what, it's what Brian Danielson did back in the day, but it's still wrong. It's still <laughs> wrong. Kaz, uh, what did you think of this contest? Um, it was another one that, that started slow, but then as it as it picked up, I was very surprised by the technicality, mostly from Zach Sabre Jr. And like Trevor Lee like kept up for most of the match, but you know you, you hit that point where you're like oh, oh shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I've ran out of what were we supposed to All right, hold on, hold on. Let me And then I then do I put, And the next thing you know, Zach's got your my arm. arm. Do I put my arm here or do I, I, don't, I can't read your handwriting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, Zach's got your arm. Oh, God! Yeah. 
And then it's it's somewhere above your head, but not in the right way. And then it's like, like then your foot is touching your your back. <laughs> like, sometimes I just want to want someone on commentary to ask Zack Saber Jr. Why are you doing this? Why, <laughs> Good well, Lord? Why must you cause the world so much pain, uh, Drew? Well, what did you think of the contest? I will agree with Cass on there is some, it does start slow, but there is some beautiful, like, there is some great uh, technicality to it. What did strike me on at the beginning is there was the weird pin where to break the pin, uh, Saber kept, like, thrusting up, (laughs) right, as... He had knees on him, and it was oddly <laughs> sexual in a way that, like, I'm, I was sort of, like, it was a little weird watching. I didn't pick, <laughs> I didn't pick up on weird. that, Drew. I mean, hey, no judgment here hey. on the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. But no judgment. I, I didn't pick up on that. I mean, I mean, maybe afterwards I thought about going to the inner belt. You don't know. Interbelt, for those who don't live in Ohio, is a local gay club in Akron. Look, I will say, you're not the first dude I've heard say such things regarding Zack Sabre Jr. So, he is a handsome yeah, man. As, as the kids say, I ain't mad at you. He is a handsome I, man. He's got, that, I, he's got that chin. He's got that chin. He also know, did come out in, like, fucking... The, too. the ladies dig the accent. Wait, What? <laughs> What were you saying? They also Kaz? have on like loafers later on. I'm not gonna say why, <laughs> oh. but like <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something about me coming out and I was like, wait a second. No, 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 what? No. Hey, hey, if 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 the final episode of Fanny Pack is hey, we're we're hey. we're all cool here. Hey. We're all cool here. Uh but uh, did do you have any all further good, good, Drew? <laughs> Aside from that, did you have any further thoughts? I just want you to know, Drew, you're you're among friends here. You're among friends. It's I okay. do feel love. I do feel love. Um, but no, it was. And love is love, Drew. Love is love. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, overall, I think the match was uh, really well done, and. Yeah, if I wouldn't be surprised with like a very submission heavy stuff like this uh, that he does, um, it is something that very much translates well in ring, um, I think, and it adds a cool, brutal look to the match. So it's a cool thing. Like any type of those like submission yeah. heavy wrestlers i do like to watch so i, I still through i'll say this probably before the end of 2016 you'll probably be seeing Zack saber junior on tv yeah i i wouldn't be surprised almost certainly yeah like uh, he looked good at what he did and I, s- I don't know if wwe right now like do they have like something like has- that that's a big well, they're they're getting ready to hold a tournament uh, of indie guys and gotcha. PD, just for you. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Uh, they're they're having a tournament of sorts of indie guys from around the world uh, that's going to be on the WWE Network and generally around the internet wrestling community. 
Zack Sabre Jr. is basically the favorite. Like his his winning this tournament and getting a contract is almost a formality at this point. It's still it's gonna be a fantastic showcase. I still uh his dragon sleeper is 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 fast to become my one of my favorites just because of like him putting that that locking his own hands in the back and behind his back uh in a very like soccer standing at attention uh style that makes it extra mm-hmm. brutal looking which is just fantastic. He's very British. He's very British. And and that's fantastic as uh you know I'm 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 a newborn fan of British wrestling. Uh and it's resurging right now. Uh but yeah, this one this one was a fun contest. It was the the, the beautiful torture artist Zack Sabre Jr. versus the 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 raw and dirty and ugly Trevor Lee. With those best the, in the world chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and he, he might We haven't heard those in a while, have we, Petey? Nah. Uh mm. yeah. Fantastic contest. Transitioned us over into the following contest. We had a familiar face, well, a familiar mask with some extra alterations, uh, and, a, and a young fella uh, taking on each other. We had Evil Uno taking on the Taekwondo master of wrestling, uh, Speedball, <laughs> Speedball Mike Bailey. Taekwondo. Uh, or, as I call this match, Karate Kid versus the aging Luchador. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, both of these guys are from the Montreal indie scene, uh, I yeah. think Canada. So they pretty much know all of each other's shit and can work with one another. And this was really good. Uh, it was a it was a good match. I, I love I will, Mike Bailey. He's I will so say. I started this match looking at this, and I was like, man, that luchador is getting up there. I can just tell from the way he's walking. He's been at this for a long time. He has, and has, then, has been. He really I, lo- I looked at Mike Bailey, and I was like, man, if I was doing wrestling, I'd have that same costume because I've watched way too much anime, too, bro. Oh, dude. <laughs> I said the same thing. So I know Mike Bailey, so I love the dude already. I love the dude. I appreciate though that he did switch it up and he is a Taekwondo guy, not a karate guy. He's always guy. been a Taekwondo guy. And like, I, I like, well, I mean, he switched up that yeah, general the gimmick. He, 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 yeah, he, he pivoted. He pivoted. It's not uh, karate, it's Taekwondo. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> uh, and, and, of the something that I can read that he actually also, even Petey, has Taekwondo in Korean on his tights. What I love, Petey, is that the signature speedball Mike Bailey kick spot, rather than doing that at the beginning of the match, he's managed to figure out how to work that into his hope spot to get the crowd back into the match. Like that's become his signature comeback move now, which is awesome. Yes, that's fantastic. Like the, the speedball Mike Bailey kicks, which yeah, is just yeah. awesome. Never gets old. Taekwondo Arsenal. Uh, Drew, what did you think of uh, this contest? Um, Same thing as Kaz at the beginning. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. What's a, what? This kind of pudgy uh, luchador <laughs> mask wearing guy. Like, what is this going to be? Like, I wasn't 100% sure. Pudgy. 
He's always been pudgy, though. Yeah. But, um... But I was surprised by a match like, that Kevin, had... Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. They were, like, the two kind of pudgy guys from Montreal, but were still really, really good. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it was it was the the old versus the new the the taekwondo angle was uh, sufficiently funny to me, and the I think it had my favorite moment of the night, and my favorite moment being they get out of the ring, and he just sits the chair on him, and just <laughs> sits in the chair for a hot minute, just relaxes. It's like that part is like like Kaz said. Dude, and uh, DJM confirms it. Dude's getting up there. I bet you that part was like, okay, he's going to need to like rest for a second. How can we work that into a match? To, to, you, to use the insider term, PD, that is what they call taking a powder. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, just surprised they didn't roll out an oxygen tank next to him and just like, all right. All right, let's go. Come on, like he he and he, like I said, he's from Montreal, so he he's on that Kevin Owens plan where they're they're big dudes, but they're they can still go. So yeah, yeah, he still had a lot of he still had a lot of go. I would have thought I would have thought the term taking a powder would refer to what Ric Flair did to get himself pumped up for a match. Uh, Hey, all right. Don't be you could have used any wrestler in the in the eighties, but I do like uh, the Ric Flair. The Ric Flair is the most iconically. Well, we'll see. Here's the thing, right? You could have used any wrestler, but Ric Flair knew just the right amount, right? Whereas everybody else either overindulged or if, underindulged. If any of you watching or listening, Ultimate Warrior over. <laughs> Just take an ultimate warrior for the over, please. Just take a, take a YouTube break and look at some of those Ric Flair promos from back in the day. <laughs> just just do it. Good. And see if you some, can spot those... him like gumming out or something. See if you can see if he can, like, his mouth is numb. <laughs> that you man know... would ramble like a motherfucker. It was you... awesome. The, one, the ones where you clearly know he's coked out is where the other guy holding the mic is just looking at him like, is he going to bite my face? Flair or Warrior? Is he going to bite my face? No, 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 no. Yes. Any of them. Well, see, no, no, no. Here's the thing with here's the thing with the guy holding the mic for Warrior. Yeah, the guy Hogan's, holding the mic for Ultimate Warrior take, is like can't take Hogan out of this argument either because <laughs> no, Hogan no. is up there too. But here's the difference, right? The person holding the mic for Flair is like, is he gonna bite my face? As the person holding the like mic for Warrior is, when is he gonna bite my face? <laughs> like, oh, I, I'm gonna tell you. Hogan had his moments too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like you're like, all right, I, I gotta hold the mic while Ric Flair dances around, and you're like, you know what? Here, just take it, just fucking take it. And he's yeah. like, I'm styling the profile. <laughs> you're like, can you not on camera? Can you not? <laughs> like, oh, you're sorry. done watching this. You're done watching this PWG show, which you should, because I highly recommend it. Just go on to YouTube and YouTube some Ric Flair. Yes. Just YouTube some of those Ric Flair promos. It's YouTube Ric Flair promos. YouTube Ultimate Warrior promos. But like anything, any '80s promos are great. Any of those Hogan promos too. Some of yeah. those Hogan the promos. Pie. What's special? Google that I, Yapple I Pie will, match. I will. Brother. Petey. Petey. <laughs> Before we all come down from our coke high, I, I want to say, 
Excalibur got in his like one of his few actual commentary catchphrases in this match where he said, this is serious. And it was like, oh, damn, Excalibur's breaking out the catchphrase. <laughs> this is it is going down right now. So there, there's there's certain things I, you want to like hear in commentary and the, the catchphrases are always good, like all good color commentary have a catchphrase. Yeah. And you know you know like even I knew that was a catchphrase because how it hit was just he he emphasized it so hard. It's like when you hear the emphasis on bang when like a shot goes in during the finals like all right, we get it. The shot was good. Like Steph Curry. Like, uh, cool. Steph Curry's shot hasn't been good and that's why the Warriors like let us back into it. Yeah. Um what? Um, and that was a fantastic match between these two. Uh, showed really well, and that transitioned over to our main event of the evening. It should be it should be noted, PD, that um, wasn't it after this match where Mike Bailey ran into his visa issues? Yeah, wasn't this the Uh, one? uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think this is what like uh he got he got caught sneaking over. Uh, without a work visa, working at all shows or something like that. At least from what I googled him, uh, just and to look up something. Now he's banned from the United States for five years. <laughs> so if you're gonna want to see Mike Bailey, you're gonna just have to go watch interspecies wrestling shows or Smash Wrestling <laughs> or something like that. Uh, so. Uh, I all right, main, all event, luck. main event. Main event of the evening. For the Pro Wrestling Gorilla World Championship, we had Challenger from Scotland. Air I- Scotland. Air I think Scotland. at the time, at the time, ICW Heavyweight Champion, and I think at the time, I think he might have been even <laughs> TNA World Champion, or, or at least like could have been about to have a pay per view match for it. Like, guy's been all over the place. Uh, probably one of WWE's biggest mistakes. <laughs> Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway taking on the Drew champ. Galloway. Drew Galloway. Uh taking on the champion, the defending champion, Roderick Strong. Old Roddy himself. Uh member of do, do Mount we call, Rushmore 2.0. Do we call Roderick Strong an indie legend? Is he like an indie <laughs> legend at this point? He's, he's a he's a he's a he's a long timer. He's been around for he, a he's, while. He's he's seen them all, man. He's seen yeah. them all. Like, uh, and he's is he one of those guys. Yeah. He was there with them all with Joe and punk and Brian. He's, he was there with, he had a little bit of FaceTime on SmackDown for a minute and he was in TNA for a while. I don't know. He, I figure any day now he's, he's triple H is going to be like, Oh yeah. Roderick strong. So Why haven't we signed him? He's what? only 32. He's a, he's only thirty two. Somebody get me Roderick Strong's phone. Wait, you mean serious? We never we never called Roderick Strong. <laughs> Call Roderick Strong. The, the you know because you know they're, they're they're paying attention to PWG, like oh yeah, and Ring of Honor obviously. Yeah, so it's like, uh, and he he does a fantastic job healing it up here. Uh, being the dastardly villain that he is in this match, uh, he he demand he right before the match demands the exit of Rick Knox uh, because he knows Rick Knox won't stand for his shit. 
So uh, Rick Knox doesn't stand for anybody's <laughs> shit. <laughs> Not Rick even Knox in Lucha Knox. Underground. No, no, no. Uh, he's 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 the best. Uh, he's the senior West Coast. Exactly. Uh, and we get uh, we get a substitute ref. We get uh, we get this match, and it's and it turns out it's fantastic. Uh, Drew, what did you think of the main event? Uh, the first thing I thought was one, yes, like he healed the shit out of that the beginning of the match. Um, he wore the belt around the shirt that said the champ is here that also had the belt. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Number one awesome douchebag maneuver right then and there. Um, two, what happened to a ring count? <laughs> world title match. So, Referee's discretion. Yeah, world title match. Referee's fudgy, discretion. You know. Referee's sometimes discretion. you have to... Sometimes you have to bend the rules because let it's, it go. The, it's the world it's the title season. You got to let it's it the go. Postseason. Sometimes Draymond Green can kick a guy in the nuts. Like sometimes gotta you just got to let him play. Like yeah. let him go. Just let, let him, him go. Yeah. Unless it happens more than once. Then it's like, uh, okay, unless, 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 unless his team is way too Unless it happens four times. Four times. It has to go four times. Unless, and then, unless, like, maybe you know, like, unless okay, his team is, uh, is, about to, is about to win overwhelmingly and they need the other team to come back. Then we'll, 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 we'll take him out. Hashtag come on, N- come, bring it, NBA bring it conspiracy back. Twitter on point. <laughs> Everyone loves game seven. It's only a conspiracy yeah. when your team loses. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thank, yeah, NBA conspiracy. Thank you. Aisha Curry. Now, um, but about wrestling. No disrespect. Don't you which, dare disrespect her. Side note, I do like that Curry came out and was like, I might have to, to cut the Wi-Fi off the house. <laughs> Damn it. Steph Curry, you can't just say that about your wife. Like, fuck, man. Like, okay. But the match. Um, the match was really yeah, good. The match. Um, match. Uh, the match was good. There was... Uh, the thing is, like, this is a match where both of them looked like WWE ready, like, yesterday. Well, and I mean, Drew was there. He was Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. And he's yeah. TNA World Champion right now. I mean, <laughs> they let him go because they're idiots. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was that sort of match. It was, this was clean. This was yeah. what you expect from the big show. Not the big show, the wrestler. The big show, the show. Um, the big show, big the wrestler feel. is kind of garbage. Has big match New feel. York. It had big like, match feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. I, I, it was. It was, it was awesome. really well paced. Like it was surprisingly sure. really well paced. Like the the like highs and lows were so um like it it like. Wrestling has these moments where shit happens that you know is is a little bit planned, and then shit happens that is like spur of the moment. These two guys know each other, kind of thing. Like this one was like fucking Hollywood action scripted. Like pacing was good. Fucking telling the story through wrestling was good. Like all of it was just really fucking fun. And then you kind of have your all out brawl at the end, which is just good shit. Good yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it was fantastic. Uh it just paced well. It was a lot of good punishment. 
uh, between mm-hmm. the two, uh, and a lot of good strikes. You know, you, you, when when you're talking Roderick Strong, you know you're going to get the chops, the chop of chops. Uh, and I liked, I liked. You got to give Chris Hero credit for adding a little bit of uh, cool like color into the commentary. Uh, oddly enough, as a color commentator, uh, pointing out the difference between the chops of the two guys. It's like yeah. He's got more. He's got uh, Roderick Shaw has more snap, uh, where uh, Drew Galloway has more thud. Thud, uh, which I think was a good way to kind of put it. It was a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of good striking in this contest. <laughs> a lot of good striking and some good pile drivers and some good moments. Uh, and it, it ended well. It kind of capped off a great show. Uh, and you had the and you moment. got to see my man Zack Snyder in his fucking loafers, man. Man came out in his loafers and his shorts. Just well, that's because Zack Saber Jr. can do that. It's like when Brian Danielson came out with a farmer's tan at a Ring of Honor show, and they started <laughs> chanting "Ring of," they started chanting "Tan of the Year." Yes. God damn it. Yes. Uh, man, we, came out in his loafers wrapped a man up and then got kicked in the face. That's how you do it, baby. <laughs> Woo! Like, he said, Zack Sabre Jr. is the chosen one. He is the chosen one. And then they yeah. set up they set up the the world title match that happened at All-Star Weekend. Uh, spoiler alert, Zack Sabre Jr. won. <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. I didn't is, watch it yet. is the PWG it. World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. Now I gotta watch it. Because PWG yeah. knows how to capitalize on guys as they're hot. Yeah. Yes. Are you uh, yeah. Was that shade? Little shade. Um, but yeah, overall, let, let's talk about overall. Kaz, what did you think of the uh, show overall? Uh, I I will I will say because I I kind of started it. Camera work, good, good fucking camera work, good fucking camera work, good goddamn editing. I love that. <laughs> Any time. Anytime you give me those two things, you're already you're already fucking plus five for me. Um, as far as wrestling went, there was maybe two matches of the night that I just could have done without. But overall, a really good card, you know, that led up to a really good main event. Like I, I kind of enjoyed it the whole way down. So good on you for that. Good like putting to putting guys together that that could wrestle really well against each other. Uh, and then Ace, the the thing that puts it over the top, that well trained fucking crowd, man, that goddamn crowd. I just want to be a part of that. Cr- I want to come to the training sessions to be a part of that crowd. That's what I want, man. You need about five or six years of indie wrestling to get to be uh, ready for Reseda. Yeah, you, you can't just you can't just walk into the, you go the Larry. To, you gotta Plex. go to wrestling crowd developmental. Uh, right, yeah, right. You go. <laughs> then you gotta you gotta get a good look from Excalibur and Legion Larry at the Legion Hall in Reseda, and uh, then you'll get a tryout. See, uh, the lucky thing, luckily, uh, uh, Drew has a leg up because he has a good promotion in, in near him. He has AIW. Uh, it's a good and step. I, and I'm just I'm just a jaded veteran. I'm like Austin Aries in NXT right now. I've just been around forever, so it's like, yeah. What What do you mean we never called Austin Aries? Call him, God. <laughs> uh, Drew, what do you think of this contest? I mean, what, I mean, what did you think of this show overall? 
going to say the contest. I can repeat it. Um, no, the show as a whole, this, this whole promotion from the commentary team to the matches themselves of the setup for each match to the camera work was absolutely on point. Um, like you said, this is the first time I think I've seen this wrestling promotion and it, the production quality is very, very well done. Um, and that to me can make or break one of these things for me. Yeah. If like, cause bad camera work like breaks the illusion as fast as like anything. Like there is one thing I can think of that breaks that kayfabe faster. And it is only sadness. Like, you know, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. So it's the party. <laughs> it's it's Brother that Nero. It, it's it's bad camera work can make or break it bad production quality can make or break it and whether you have a million dollars or whether you have a couple hundred a couple a couple cameras and a switcher can make every bit of difference to somebody like me who doesn't follow it all the time buying in and that's what happened. Yeah. I bought in. It was an interesting show from start to finish. And it was something that I, again, it's one of those things where this type of stuff, these type of matches, this type of commentary is the stuff that keeps making me think like, maybe I should just shell out the money month and maybe I should get back in. Maybe I, maybe, maybe I should jump back in and see what this is all about now going from the I watched it when I was 12 and all I knew was the WWE WWF WCW feud and like that's what I followed like now knowing more and seeing more and having the internet and being able to follow the small guys come up and like the actual ride that they take until they get into like now it's the NXTs and the WWEs of the world and stuff like that and like watch that happen is kind of cool so it, yeah. it's promotions like these that make me keep thinking like maybe maybe I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel you on that. Yeah, and uh, you definitely should go out and see an absolute intense wrestling show if you if you get the chance. That's that's uh, that's right there in uh, in Cleveland. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a, a, a you'll drive. see a few of the guys <laughs> on the show there periodically. Uh, and Johnny Gargano every once in a while because you know he's the Cleveland guy. Uh, until until Triple H decides to actually give him a full time contract, Johnny Wrestling, as it were. Uh, I don't know how longer he's gonna, how much longer he's going to use that brand, but <laughs> uh, but you know, we'll see. Uh, um, if there is one indie wrestling promotion out there in the U.S. that you should be watching, it's Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Period. Yes. yes. Uh, and I think that's that's pretty much sums it up. There's a reason why, and we talked about it before. There's a reason why this is that it's our bookend. You know, this is like we have uh, Chikara and we have Paris and Gorilla, and that makes up our foundation. And there's so many promotions in between, and uh, we've expanded as, as and support your local indie companies as yes. well. I'm gonna have to. Just I'm gonna like, have to go to Google and like Google your state or your general region, and then put in indie wrestling. Yeah. I'm gonna have do to, that too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking make my way up to to Broward 
to go check out Ronin Pro Wrestling at some point. Because uh, uh, I've got Smash, I've got XICW. Yeah, there's there's places to go, people to see. Uh, support indie wrestling. Hashtag support indie wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and that was uh, Kansas and Drew's thoughts on Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Go check out Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I'll start going down the line. Kaz, what do you got going on on the internet? Not a fucking thing. I'm going to go play NBA 2K. Uh, if you want shit, you, there's a backlog of all kinds of shit that I've done in my life. Like, get off my back, man. <laughs> King Kaz. All right, Drew. What have you got going on? Tell us a little bit about Record Breakers and anything else. Um, Yeah. Record Breakers, recordbreakerspodcast.com. I do that here with uh, the uh, PD, and we talk One about music. Um, wh- which one's going live this week? Uh, I'm losing track. Should, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, mine was Miles Davis, so it's a swagger, so it's Larkin Poe. Oh, Larkin Poe. That one was a big surprise. Um, Drew, so I, I have check. an album coming out in July that I think that is just for you. Yes. You have an album coming out? Where'd you record? No, no, no. No, it's it's an album for you. <laughs> you dropping that hot fire? No, that's in November. November. Got it. Uh, but th- there is something that I'd like to come on to Record Breakers. I've had an album for Swagger. I've had an album that I thought Drew would like, and he didn't. The next one is for you. The next time I'm on Record Breakers. Okay. Okay. Her, yeah. I'm in. I'm. I'm definitely interested. But also, on top of that, please. Keep posted at XDrucifer X on Twitter because uh, my friend has decided that he would like to create a website that we are going to be calling a fourth party media. Um, we have the YouTube channel going up and we will have the website going up. We are still putting uh, touches on that, graphics, all that good stuff. Um, it's sort of his brainchild and he has tapped me as a contributor. So I'm going to be back writing about... Um, Pop culture in general, it's going to be uh, music, video games, movies, all that sort of stuff. So we have our thoughts on E3. They will be on YouTube. So if you want the links to that, definitely follow me on Twitter at ExtrusiveRx. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Deej, what do, you, what do we got? What do you got to, to promote on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> He's at just call Don't me DJ. Really yeah. my- No. Go to JuliaMike.com for all your podcast needs. Uh, I'm at PD Rave. PD is in Williams. Rave is in Jimmy. All in one word. Uh, this is the final episode, but you can still watch all the episodes that we have recorded so far on FannyPackWrestling.com. And listen. And listen. Uh, as watch. watch. Watch the promotion that we're talking about and then use the podcast as a commentary track. Though we won't really be lined up, just no, no. it'll distract don't. you. It'll like it'll That's be a terrible idea. Just you have to, to bounce around matches and stuff. Terrible <laughs> ideas like that are why why we're ending this. It's a yes. terrible idea. Don't do that. It's it's all your fault, Kaz. <laughs> I've come up with good ideas, man. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, you can still check out all the episodes. Uh, of course, Rebelli.net for for the, the this uh, show and other shows, uh, both present and future, uh, past, present, and future uh, podcasts that I do and take control of uh, will be on there. 
Uh, yeah, let me hit the music. Go check it out. iTunes, Stitcher, all the places. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Beans and disease, Fanny Pack fans. Thanks for tuning in. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>